Goody, that song. <laughs> Today's theme is Choose Kindness. So my questions for you today are what stories can you think of in your own life where someone has shown kindness to you? And then, part two, what impact did that actually have on your life? Today's Bible reading is written in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, reading verses 12 to 15. Now, brothers and sisters, we ask you to appreciate those who work hard among you, who lead you in the Lord and teach you. Respect them with a very special love because of the work they do. Live in peace with each other. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who do not work, encourage the people who are afraid, help those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. Be sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to do what is good for each other and for all people. There's a few examples of kindness in that Bible reading, I think. <laughs> Over to you, Pastor Stephen. Thank you, Georgie. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm Pastor Stephen. If you don't know, um, I'm a retired pastor due to injury. Uh, I'm probably most known as Mrs. Abraham's husband. Um, and uh, yes, it's a, it's a pleasure to be able to be with you this morning, to help out, to lead and to share God's word with you this morning. Uh, so the theme of Choose Kindness uh, is quite an important one and it really comes out in today's reading. And to begin with, I want you to turn to someone close by and greet them with one of these three phrases. You might say, oh, maybe we should choose kindness or let's choose kindness. Or if you're in trouble already this morning and need to ask for forgiveness, you can say, please choose kindness. You've got three minutes, away you go. <laughs> so now that you've done that once, my hope is for you to do it again and share those words again in the days and weeks ahead of you. Today's Bible reading is really interesting because it doesn't use the word kindness at all. It doesn't use uh, uh, that word at all, krestos, in the translation we have. Um, but it's more a, a word that sort of encapsulates the whole of today's reading. Kindness, a type of behaviour marked by uh, acts of generosity or consideration or rendering assistance or concern for others without anything expected in return. And First Thessalonians is a fascinating book in itself. It's probably one of the earliest writings we have of the New Testament. It's generally regarded as very early, around 50 AD or earlier. It's a letter that comes from Paul, Silas and Timothy, but it's written in Paul's language, and so we know that it comes from him. And it's written to this church in Thessalonia. What had happened, and we read from Acts, is that Paul and Silas had gone to this, this uh, town uh, that they'd shared the good news of Jesus with Greeks and Jews there, and a church had been planted there and was growing. 
But as these people left the um, immorality of the um, sexual immorality and, and, and left the gods and stuff of their age, it rubbed people in the community up the wrong way. And they began to experience persecution. And, and Paul and Silas, Silas actually regrettably had to flee that community. And they feared for the worst. But what happens with churches that are under pressure is they grew. And they were doing well. And so we read that uh, Timothy had let them know about this. And so this letter is to the Thessalonian church to encourage them. And it shares a number of important things with them. And the first is simply that to continue to love. They, they had been known as a community that shared God's love. And so we uh, read later on that Paul says, but we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other for God himself has already taught you how to love one another. And one of the other things that was happening in their community was this persecution. Some of their number had been persecuted and had even died. And so there was this question about, well, you've told us that Jesus is coming again. What happens to those of us who've passed away? What happens to those who are no longer with us? What do we do with that? How do we understand that? And so Paul, in this letter, helps unpack that. And it's really fascinating that this is a very early thing in the Christian church, a very early theology, a very early uh, important thing about what happens to us when we die. And so we get this verse, uh, the next one, if it will click ahead for me. Very good. God did not choose us to suffer his anger, but to have salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died for us so that we can live together with him whether we are alive or dead when he comes. So encourage each other and give each other strength just as you are doing now. And so after these words, Paul gives the community three lessons on kindness. And those are the lessons I want to share with you today. And the first one is this. Choose kindness with your spiritual leaders. I'm going to ask those of you who are uh, students to whether university or primary or whoever to read this through with me, this Bible verse. Here we go. Now, brothers and sisters, we ask you to appreciate those who work hard among you, who lead you in the Lord and teach you, respect them with a very special love because of the work they do. So this first lesson is care for and uh, choose kindness with your spiritual leaders. You know, in Aussie culture, there's not much that we really respect, you know. We like to throw dirt on everything, just about. We do respect the Anzac tradition and the diggers, you know. We, we gather at our dawn services and we respect that. If, if a tragedy happens and a, a celebrity uh, does something important with that tragedy, we respect them. Someone like um, Samuel Johnson with the Love Your Sister Foundation or Carrie B Bickmore with the Beanies for Brain Cancer, you know. We respect that. Um, we respect uh, the coaches of our sporting teams when they're doing well. When they're not, not so much. We respect, well, do we respect our politicians? No, most of the time we trash them. Um, when it comes to teachers, well, what do they know? 
principals and deputies, they're out of touch, and pastors, don't even get me started. One of the hallmarks, though, of the early church was, and of the early Christian movement, was respect for leadership. And it's in our DNA. It's in the DNA of Lutheran Christians, as uh, Martin Luther explains to us in the fourth commandment and his explanation. And I want you to, to join me in reading this through with me. Here we go. The fourth commandment, respect your father and your mother. We should honour and love God, and so we should not look down on our parents and others in authority or make them angry. Instead, we should respect and love them and help and obey them. Last year, I was spoken to sternly by the president of a sporting club that I'm a member at. Uh, I'd apparently used some equipment against club policy and I'd seen others do that and I thought it didn't matter, but it did. And the club president had to ring me up and tell me I'd made a mistake and that I'd done wrong. And every fibre, when I heard this was going to happen, every fibre of my being was itching to defend myself. I was going to say, no, no, you, 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 I know about this equipment, I know how it runs, and now the people are doing this, and it should be all right, and I thought about all those excuses, and then I realised, you know, being a leader is hard, and having to call someone up and say, hey, you know, you've done the wrong thing, that's hard too. And so when he rang, I copped it on the chin and simply said, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. You know, being a church volunteer, being in a band, being up the back, being a, a, a council member or uh, leading a, a team or leading a study group or whatever, all of these leadership roles are hard. They're a challenge. It's hard being a principal. It's hard being a deputy. It's hard being an SSR or a teacher or someone in the front office. It's a challenge. It comes with difficulty. And are any of these people infallible? No. Of course they're not. But part of our DNA as Christians is to appreciate the hard word that leaders have and to respect the office that they hold. And now for those of you who are leaders, listen up to lesson number two. Choose kindness with those who get it wrong. And uh, can you read through this simple verse with me? Here we go. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who do not work. Now, this is really interesting when you read this and compare translations because the, the, the Greek simply means uh, those that are out of order, you know, out of the boundaries. We would say uh, out of line, maybe. But there's an understanding uh, in, the, in that day for that word to mean people who didn't just show up, who just didn't show up to work. Or, and so you get the New Living Translation which just says lazy, you know. But I think it's more than that. I think it really is this, this sense of being outside of the norm, outside of the rules, as I was at my club. But, you know, we need to be careful when we correct people. To not do it out of spite or do it nastily or aggressively and not to take it personally because people get things wrong. I get things wrong. And sometimes I've done it belligerently, or other times people have done them 
with a genuine reason. Perhaps they've had a rough day or there's problems or there's an insecurity about themselves. And so it pays when correcting to listen first before giving a dressing down to listen and hear from that person. Finally, number three, choose kindness to build people up. And read this last verse with me. Live in peace with each other. Encourage the people who are afraid. Help those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Be sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to do what is good for each other and for all people. This church and school community at the moment has lost loved ones. There's people in our community who have passed from death to life, who are people here who are grieving. There are people here who are supporting a loved one through illness. And there's, there are people here in this church who are finding it a challenge to, and school community to be a flock without a shepherd. It can be a real challenge to not have a pastor and not have that leadership. And so, brothers and sisters, it's time for us to double down, to double down on kindness, to double down on looking out for the weak and those who are challenged, to double down on being kind to people who are afraid, to supporting each other and encourage each other, to double down on choosing kindness. So what do we choose? What do we choose? Let's pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, thank you for this word, this uh, powerful word from Paul that came to a church community under pressure, intense pressure and hardship. We thank you for these words of kindness. Lord, it's hard to be a leader hard to be part of a, a school leadership team or a church leadership team. It's hard to serve. Almighty God, maybe we started this day choosing something other than kindness and for that we're sorry. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and help us to choose kindness, to fill us with your love as we reach out to care for those you bring to us. Almighty God, draw near, motivate us to choose kindness because you chose to be kind to us. You chose forgiveness through your son Jesus. And it's in his name we pray and the people said, Amen. Amen.